I'm just going to cut to the chase and bring Cole up here. Give it up for Cole. Y'all, I get, I get excited. Um, I get really, really excited when young men like him get excited about Jesus. And he came to me. He said, man, can I, can I speak to the youth? And um, he spoke. It was amazing. And I said, hey, can you do this one more time um, on, on our first Wednesday? And he said, yes. And so I want you to hear his heart of what God has been doing over the last uh, about a month now almost. Um, and so uh, afterwards, uh, we're going to take communion and, and we'll, we'll finish with... Uh, Stephanie's going to come up and, and wrap it up, but I'm going to hand the mic over to, to Cole, and um, I believe God's got something special tonight. Hello, hello. Oh, this is weird. As all of y'all know, I should not be up here. This is, this, is, this is not me. So anyways, also this thing will give you powers. I don't know if y'all know this, but like I can command the whole room. But also, look, this is kind of a funny story. But so, like, I have youth the other night, and I'm, like, so excited. And I go home, and I'm, like, like my mom's in bed. <laughs> what, what am I doing? I did it multiple times, and she kind of made fun of me. But it was fun. Um, but anyways, today's not going to be, like, a normal day or a normal Wednesday night. It's going to be... Or he has Wednesday night. Um, it's I have my own. Pretty much, kind of my story. I guess you could call it a testimony, which is kind of crazy that I have my own testimony, which I guess we all do. But it's just weird that people want to hear about it. So it's kind of cool. Um, one thing I do want to say that before like, I can start talking, but this is not Cole Jones up here, like preaching or talking. This is like I don't know. I don't want it to be seen as this is Cole Jones' story, but this is like Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God through Cole Jones. So I just want to say that because, you know, sometimes it could get twisted. And then it's just, this is not me because there's no way I would be up here right now. Literally three weeks ago, I would have been like, you're crazy. This dude will not have a mic in his hand. No way. So, okay. So it started one gloomy Sunday. No, I'm kidding. It started... I guess it didn't start. It's probably been in the works for who knows how long. I'll never know. But about three Sundays ago, um, I got up having normal church. I didn't have anything to do, so I was like, I could sleep in, get to chillax, get to like have my own time. And I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna read my Bible today. Like before church, just get everything going. And it was right before the, or it was right after the whole Asbury revival thing. I know y'all have heard about it, but. Um, and I knew Scott was going to do some preaching on the revival and what the definition of it was and everything. So I was like, I'm just going to beat him to the chase. So I like get my Bible open and I look up and revival is never mentioned in the Bible, which I was like, whoa, that's like, I never thought about that. So I'm like, whoa, I'm like, God, we're having like a moment. Like I'm learning stuff. Um, so that was kind of cool. And so I'm like, whoa, and I'm getting all this information. And then, you know, it's a normal Sunday. I walk in, I could just sit sit down in like a normal chair, and I'm like, okay, this is this is going good, and then, I don't know, it's like God talks to me sometimes, but he doesn't talk like clearly to me, I'm sure most of y'all can kind of like, you're like, I can, I kind of feel what you're saying, but like, eh, like also, I don't really want to do what you're saying, so I'm gonna be like, I didn't hear you correctly, <laughs> um, so it's kind of that, and he was like, so he was like, so Cole, today we're gonna go to the altar, and I was like, whoa, whoa, buddy, like, 
Like, y'all know how Scott talks to God. Well, this is how I got to talk to God. I was like, hey, buddy, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> That's not me. I'm not like that kind of guy. And he was like, no, we're, we're going to do it. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll do it. And so, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, everybody's going to be looking at me, like, right now. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to, like, stand up. Everybody's going to be like, oh, he's got some bad things going on in his life. Bless him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, you know, these are, these are all the things that are going through my head. And I'm like, I mean, this is not what I should be worried about when God's like, go to the altar. But this is what I'm worried about. And so I'm like kind of like overthinking this entire thing in my head. And, you know, he's like, he's like, you're going to go. And I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. So we all know, or I guess most of y'all know that we do three songs. So in my head, I'm like, okay, three songs. I'm not going to go on the first one because that's way too like, like everybody would be looking. No one's in the moment yet. So I'm like, I'm like not on the first one. And I'm like not on the second one because it's just like, then I'd be up here for too long and it'd be like all awkward. And I'm like on the third one. And so God's like, okay, fine, on the third one. And so I'm like, okay, okay. And so, you know, the second song's coming and I'm like, um, I'm not feeling too good. I'm getting a little like, a little nervous inside of me. And, um, you know, like third song comes and I'm like, okay, now I got to do this thing. And, you know, I'm like, not going to go to the beginning of the song because like, she can't do that. So like in the, in the middle of the song and I'm like, okay, I just, I literally have to do it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like gripping the chair in front of me and I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm like, I, I can't move. This is like, I'm so nervous for like no reason. And the entire time I was thinking about was, and the guys actually here at Paw Paw, one time we had this, which is so crazy, and I think it's so cool that he's here, but um, it was Scott's family and our family and uh, our grandparents at the Jones house, and we were eating lunch after a Sunday one day. And we were telling all our stories about church and stuff. And he explained how, I don't know, I'd never heard the story from him, but he was talking about how hard it was when he went to the altar to let go of the chair. He was like, that was the hardest thing to do. And he was like, but it's, it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. It's like, once you get it off, you can deal with it. And I was just thinking about that in my head. And I was like, man, okay. He just like hit me in the heart again. And I'm like, okay, fine. And so I let go of the chair. And... You know, this is when I'm like, am I going to pass out? Like, what is going on with me? And I'm like, Cole, like, this doesn't feel right. Why am I doing this? And so I get up here, and I'm like, I don't know. After this, it was just like the entire room. It was just me and God. And I get up here, and I like kneel, and I'm just sitting there like, I don't know. I'm just like kind of overwhelmed with emotion. And I don't know if you call this a vision, or I guess you'd call it a vision, but I can't, I can't explain anything other than just a vision. Like, I've never experienced anything like it. It's like a movie in my head. I can, I can still, I wish I could do like some animation of it so I could show y'all, but it's like, I could just see it playing back in my head. And I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at Jesus and we're like, you know, a little bit of ways. And I'm like, like in my mind, I'm not like, whoa, that's Jesus. I'm like, I'm, I'm just in the moment. And I'm like standing in front of him and he's like a good head length above me. So like, he's a pretty tall guy, and I'm sitting there looking at him, and, um, like, no words are said, and he, like, I go to walk up to him, and he didn't say, like, you know, come here, Cole. He didn't say, like, come here. He didn't say, like, any of those things. He says, come here, my son, and it was, like, mm, stab in the heart, and I'm not one of those people to cry, but I was bawling. <laughs> oh, 
I was like, okay. And so, you know, we're like, like I go to hug him and I'm like sitting here and I'm like just overwhelmed with emotion. And cause like, it's not, I'm not his, I don't know, it's not like I was Cole. I was his son, which is like so powerful. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm hugging Jesus right now. Like this is insane. And I go, I'm like sitting there crying in his arms and I like, I go to say like, I'm so sorry or like, just forgive me. And I get out, I'm so, and he says, you're forgiven. And there's another thing which is like, whoa, like, and that, that's exactly how it is. It's like, once you, you, you barely get the words out of your mouth. He's like, that's done. Like, don't even worry about it after that. He's like, we're done. We're moving on. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm like, like overwhelmed with emotion. Now I'm crying and I'm like, I feel so good. But at the same time I'm crying and I'm like, happy tears. And I'm like, what is going on? I just gave Jesus a hug. What the heck? <laughs> um, so yeah, that was just like an insane, literally right there, an insane moment with God. And I mean, I've literally never had that happen in my life. I can't, I mean, I've heard stories of people like that and I'm like, yeah, you say that, but that's probably not true. But that was 100% true. And it was like as clear as day. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like crying. And I'm like, okay, I go back to my chair and I'm like feeling good. And I get back and like most of my family are like bawling. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> and I'm like, man, Jesus is getting everybody today. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, like I just had this insane encounter with God. And I've never had like a, he's like right there kind of moment. Um, and so after that, you know, we have like a normal, like normal church day, go eat some Mexican food as we all do. And um, like throughout that week, I was like so excited to go play some golf. Like some of y'all know, most of y'all know that I like to play golf and I hadn't played in a long time. And so I was like, man, I'm about to go like, I just got some Jesus in me. I'm about to go, like, talk to Jesus and hit some golf balls. And it's going to be so fun. And so I go eat Mexican food. I um, go to the house, change clothes, and then I'm off to the golf course in East Camden. And I'm on my way there, and um, I see a text from Stephanie. And I'm, like, driving, and I, like, look down, and I, like, see, and it's a really lengthy text. And I'm, like... Why is Stephanie texting me? This is a big message. <laughs> and I'm like kind of concerned, like somebody somebody in trouble. And I like, maybe it was bolded or like, I don't know, maybe it was like a little bigger than all the other letters, but it was like, we're thinking of going to Kentucky. And I was like, whoa, what was <laughs> we're going where? <laughs> we're in Arkansas. That didn't make any sense. And so I like click my phone off and I'm like, I'll just read it when I get there. And so um, I get to the golf course and I'm sitting there like reading it and Stephanie's like, we're thinking about going to the revival in Kentucky. And I'm like, what? Like, she's like, I know it's crazy, a 10 and a half hour drive. And I'm sitting there like, what? And all these emotions I had in my head were like, like if I'm being completely honest, I was like, I don't want to go. Like, I'm going to be with some kids. I was like, Zion's going to probably like shoot me with like 10 Nerf guns. <laughs> I'm going to be in a car with them for 10 and a half hours. I was like, I don't like road trips as is. This is going to be like miserable. And um, once again, God was like, boom. Um, oh, wait, and I was like, you know, I want to play golf. And God was like, boom. And he, I've, I've never read this Bible verse and it just popped up in my head. And I can't explain it any other than that, but I was like, like saying it to myself, but it was like, um, he said, would you choose me or the things of this world? And once again, I was like, whoa, like, 
just put like a bag on my shoulders and I'm like feeling kind of guilty, but it wasn't like a condemning. It was like just stating the obvious. And I was like, okay, 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 sorry. And then in like the most like father way, he said, stop being so selfish. And that was like slap in the face because I was like, like what? And you know, I'm like kind of getting emotional again. And I'm like, quit making me cry. I'm not this kind of (laughs) guy. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what? And he's like, quit being like, there's like a, like a, you know, when your parents get that like strict tone, it was almost like quit being so selfish. And he was like, this isn't just about you anymore. He's like, now that you are like kind of with the youth, he was like, quit being so selfish. This isn't just a you thing. And I was like, wow, like way to humble call up. Cause I was like, okay. And so once again, I'm like, I guess I'm going to Kentucky. So now we're on the road to Kentucky. Um, Lord have mercy. Um, ten and a half hour drive, and I'm like, there's there's no way. Like Jesus has to be in this because I would not go on a ten and a half hour drive with some children. <laughs> but you know, I did, and it was very very fun. I'm not gonna lie. Um, we leave literally within an hour of me knowing we're leaving, and like everybody's like, we're we're doing what? We're going to Kentucky? Like what? Um, we like pile everything up and we're gone. And we were planning to be there like somewhere between the night and then we were going to stay um, or we were going to like go to the chapel whenever we got there and then uh, go to the chapel when we got there and then just kind of let God do his thing and then drive back through the night. So it was literally going to be an all-night trip up there, all-day trip back. And I mean, that's like 20 hours of driving. So I'm just like, what, what am I doing with my life? But, you know, Jesus. Um and so we drive up there, we get like some IHOP or whatever, and it turns out they, oh, Waffle House, sorry, not IHOP. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it turns out they had to close, or not close it, but they moved it to a different location. Um, the actual like chapel wasn't at the chapel place. And we were like, like, this is the entire reason we're going. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, like God, I thought we've been talking pretty good lately and like, I thought this is where I was going. And, but they're like, we're going to open it up next day, like 12 o'clock. And so I'm like, okay, okay. So uh, like Stephanie gets on the phone and we get a hotel room and we sleep for like uh, some hours and then we get back up and we're on the road again and we get there. And it like going into, going into this like revival thing, I was like very skeptical, skeptical because I didn't want to be that person to go just because like everybody else is going and like. That's not what it's about at all. And so um, we get there, and I'm, like, so judgmental of everything. And once once again, God's going to be like, quit. Um, So I get there, and there's, like, I mean, the line's already wrapped around the building. It's just insane the amount of people that are there. And there's, like, something about, like, all these people, and they're, like, oddly happy. And I'm, like, almost mad at them because I have, like, no sleep, and I'm, like, why are you so happy? Like, you're so, like, her, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, we get there, and we're waiting in line, and, like, this line is literally, like, I don't know how many people. There's literally tents of, like, not a sleeping tent, but, like, an overhead tent because it's raining, and there's, like, tents of people waiting in line. And I'm like, what? These people are crazy. But we're just as crazy because we're there. <laughs> um, we get there, and we're waiting in line, and then, like, I don't know, somewhere in line or somewhere on the college campus. Um, literally a guitar, a, a guy with a guitar and like two girls just start singing like worship songs. Like the guy's playing the guitar, the girls are singing 
and like we can kind of hear it, and we're like still waiting in line, and then it slowly grows and grows, and they're all like kids, like college age kids, and eventually this this like thing is booming, and Stephanie's like, like y'all should, this is the whole reason we we came here, so y'all should go over there, and I'm like, okay, I guess I have to be like adulty now and take all these kids over here, <laughs> like once again I'm so judgmental because I'm like. These people are probably weird. They're, like, from Kentucky. I don't know anybody from Kentucky. It's cool. Um, so we go over there, and it's, like, I don't know. I'm, like, so judgmental coming in. And then I, like, look at all these people's faces, people's faces. And I'm, like, they could care less what I think. They could care less what the person, like, next to them thinks. They, like, they have a genuine passion for Jesus. And they're literally just trying to worship. And it's literally in the middle of a college campus. And I was just, like, whoa. And... So we're listening to the song, or we're, like, starting to worship, and I, like, start getting into it more. And the a lady on the campus actually had to ask the people to, to move a little bit because there was people trying to have class next door. So she was like, y'all being a little bit too loud. Can we move it over there? And so then we move it to the center of pretty much the entire line is around us. So we're in the center. And we start making this, like, circle. So it's, like, all the people that were over there, they moved over here. And now we're kind of, like, on the inner circle. So, like, now I have no choice but to be, like, in it, and, like, it slowly starts to grow, and grow, and grow, and I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm, like, feeling it, like, this is, like, I don't know, God was, like, taking away all the anxiety, and he was, like, you're, you're about to worship, and so I'm, like, sitting there worshiping, and I'm, like, feeling, like, so good, like, just that happy, like, joy feeling, I'm, like, with all the youth, and I'm, like, this is what it's all about, and, like, slowly, as the circle builds, the, um, there's, like, a random dude with the guitar that comes in, like, another guitar, and then, like, a random dude with some bongos. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Like, none of these people were supposed to, it wasn't like they organized this thing. They literally, like, just were going to class one day, and then they brought their bongos. I don't know how that works. But now there's, like, an entire band. And then there's a dude with a violin. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is not supposed to be like this. <laughs> and I, like, look around, and it was almost like, like, we all, we've all watched a movie where it's like, you know, something's happening, and it's, like, slows down. And it's like I'm, like, moving in slow motion. And it's like, it's almost like I wasn't there, but everything around me is still happening. And God was kind of like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is, no one, I looked around, there was, like, every kind of person I've ever seen. Like, black people, white people, very black people, very white people, very, from here, Asian people, brown people, literally everybody. And no one, like, they could care less. What, I was, I was, I was sitting there looking at them at first, like, taking it all in, but they could care less because they were there to worship. And that's all worship is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a show fest. It's not supposed to be all about the one person in the middle. It's supposed to be about you. And I don't know. I, I definitely, like, struggle with that a lot um, just because, like, I don't know, like, singing and being a guy. It's like, like, guys don't sing. You're supposed to be tough and cool. And that's so dumb. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I was like, that's so dumb, like, now that I think about it. But I, like, definitely, like, always had anxiety with that. And God was like, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, and one of the, one of the guys that I listened to on a podcast, he's, his name is Tim Ross. And he's like, I don't know how tall he is, but he's, like, very short. And I imagine him being very short. And he's, like, this little black guy. And he reminds me of Kevin Hart, if Kevin Hart was a preacher. But he's, like, so funny and, like, He'll be like screaming, and he's like, he has this like massive church, and he'll just be like screaming in the mic for no reason. And I'm like, this guy, I can get along with this guy. Um, 
And something he said, he was like, if you're a, you know, an outgoing person, if you're like full of energy and you come into worship, you know, you're going to be that kind of person when you worship. He's like, but if you're a quiet person, you keep to yourself, you don't talk to a lot of people. He's like, you're not automatically going to get in worship and be like, you know, doing all the things, being like very expressive. He's like, so it's not, don't care about the person next to you. Because I used to think about like, I used, to, I used to see all these people getting like so happy and like, like just like filled with joy and like. I'm like so judgmental because I'm like, I don't, I don't feel any of those things, but it's, it's all on a personal level. Oh, okay, so that's the worship circle. And once again, another like insane moment. That was probably one of the, if not the first, the second coolest part of the trip because literally, I mean, there's, oh, I forgot to mention, there's people like old people, young people, college age people because this is on a college campus. There's everybody. I mean, there's people 11 years old, everybody. And it was almost like God was like, this is, you know, I'm going to give you this. This is like a, a memory you're going to hold on for, hold on to for like an example. And so, I don't know, I'm just kind of blown away at that. And so we get to um, get back in line, and they've started a new line, which is for the, um, for the Gen Z, which is like 16 to 25. And, you know, we get in this line, and they're going to let all us go into the chapel first because this revival is like targeted for the Gen Z and so we're like okay and we're waiting in line and we're waiting in line and it's like a gloomy day and I'm like trying to keep these children entertained with my dumb self and I'm like doing karate on all of them and I'm like all the different things and <laughs> and um you know I'm just trying to keep them entertained and then this is like a random fact that y'all really don't need to know but they, this lady, this like cafeteria lady, rolls this cart around, and I'm like, I'm like, what is in that thing? And it was a plain hot dog, and she hands that thing to me, and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you Jesus, <laughs> like nothing, no, not just bread and weenie, and it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I was so happy. Now I'm like sitting in line, and I'm like, man, I can stay out here for so long. Oh my goodness, I was so happy. Um, and then we're they're in line once again, and they're like, okay, we're going to open it up. So we get in there, and they're kind of like, you know, they're kind of being like, it's going on as we go in there. So they're kind of like, like kind of be quiet, like like we're filling up the entire space. And this it's got like a ground floor, and it's got like an above seating area. And so we're like getting in there, and we like, the dude like motions for us to go up. So we go up, and we get to sit. So like, if this was the stage, we got to sit like right here. And which was the coolest spot to sit in the house because I'm literally, I'm like, where I'm sitting, I can see the entire place. Like, everything's in front of me. And I was just like, whoa, like, this is, this, this could not be a better seat in the house. And we're in there and it's like so loud because everybody's worshiping so loud. And like, the acoustics in this place are like blowing me away because it's just like one of those, I think it's, they said it was like 100 years old, but like, the acoustics in this place, I can't, I can't even explain it. Um, but we're in there and they're worshiping. And the way they kind of did it was like, um, it was like worship led with like a small message. And then it was like more worship led with like, um, they had people come up there and read scriptures and led with like more worship. It was, it was really cool. And they literally had a girl with the guitar, a dude with the little drum you sit on and one speaker and no lights, no fog, no anything else. That was literally it. And you know, it was like so simple. And it's literally this hundred year old 
like church chapel building and I mean, that's it. It's like all this wood and it's like so simple, but this place is like completely packed. And, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so we get in there and um, they're like, you know, worshiping, doing the thing, the scripture's read. And it's like so cool because this girl with the guitar, they'd kind of like calm it down for a second and she'd say something like, like everybody look around and see that like this generation has filled this entire place. And there's like, hundreds of people waiting outside like wow and we're sitting there and she like goes to start playing a song and she would literally get like two words out of her mouth of the song and the crowd was so loud that you couldn't hear anymore and like if that makes sense like she would start singing and then the crowd would just take it away and I couldn't I couldn't even hear it was it was so loud I could sing as loud as I wanted to or I could not sing at all and I would like no one would have any clue and something about that was like like, this is, like, crazy. Once again, I was like, this is crazy. Um, I'm, like, sitting up there, and I'm like, this is, this is, and God's like, this is how it's supposed to be. This is, like, once again, I look around, and no one, no one cares. No one's, everybody's worshiping like they want to. There's, like, people with, like, they were worshiping with flags. There was people, like, dancing. There was people raising their hands. There was people just sitting down. There was people crying. There was people praying at the altar. There was people, I mean, that, that, once again, he was like, this is how it's supposed to be. This isn't, a show fest, this isn't, we don't have to have all the lights, we don't have to have all this. He was like, when the presence of God shows up, all you needed to do is go. And so, um, that was the chapel thing, and it was so good. And, you know, there was like some little bit of preaching going on, which is really cool. And just to hear like, I mean, there was kids my age getting up there to preach to hundreds and hundreds of kids, which I thought was so cool. And it actually, the revival started from a dude that was going to college there. And he was like, this generation like needs to wake up. And they just kept having worship and it never stopped. And I don't know if it stopped till this day. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I think okay, so yeah. Um, we're sitting there in worship and, you know, I look to my left and like I have all the youth with me. And it was almost like God was like, I was, it wasn't like a pat on the back, but it was like, like, he almost like looked at me and like gave me a head nod, but it was like, like this is this is kind of what I was like. If you just quit worrying about your feelings, this is what I have for you. Like this is, like like take yourself out of it. You don't need to be this worried. And I was like, you know, like deep breath for me. And I like look over, and once again I'm like crying, and I like look over, and I like look and like my cousin Lily is there, and I'm like getting all emotional because I'm like, who who would have thought like these two Jones kids would be here like, what the heck? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> and I'm like getting all emotional. And then I'm like trying to sing. And I like go to sing like, uh, I don't even know. I think it was like Gratitude or some song like that. And I like go to sing and I literally can't sing. And it feels like there's a rock in my throat. And I'm like, like what about, I thought I was supposed to worship you, Jesus. What am I doing? And it was just like, he just wanted me to sit there and like, like soak it all in. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, crying and like once again I could care less like what anybody thought because I was there for I think I was like finally there for the right reason and so I'm crying and I'm like you know soaking it all up and I'm like I hope nobody saw this because I'm like I'm supposed to be like tough guy and I'm like okay like get it get it back together and then I'm like singing again and I'm like like just the joy like within me was like 
I don't know. I wish I could just literally, like, this is what I told the youth. I wish I had, like, a spoon just so I could, like, ladle it out. Because it was, it was, I don't know. I can't explain it uh, in either, any other way, but just, like, a joy and just, like, happiness. And, like, I was talking to God. Like, so crazy. Um, and then after that, you know, I was singing. And it was almost like God was like, okay, like, like I filled you up. And, you know, you've gotten what you came here for. And so, like, you can go. And it was almost like, I don't know, it was like a, like a really fulfilling feeling that, you know, like I was filled and I was ready to go. And so a little while after that, we left. And it was just, I don't know, it was literally the coolest experience of my life. And I wish, like, like one of the things the preacher told us, he was like, this, this revival doesn't stay here. This isn't, this isn't like you come and get filled up and then you come back to your, go back to your church at home and then you just, like, sit there. He's like, you don't, this isn't, this isn't what a revival is. He's like, you're supposed to get filled up and then like your cup is supposed to be overflowing and then you go back to your place and you just like do the same thing there. You just share share, and just explain everything that happened. Like, I guess I could do it in a different way, like other than explaining my story, but that's the best I have. And it was just like the coolest experience of my entire life. And I will just from the Sunday thing to the circle of people singing for Jesus and for the chapel thing and just the experience and all of like God, you know, he was almost like disciplining me, like, don't be so selfish. And he was like, he taught me a lesson, like, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And it was, I can't explain it other than like what I'm explaining. Um, So yeah, and some of the things I wrote down that I was kind of like, last time for youth, I was kind of like, I need to I need to write some things down so I don't, like, forget what to say. And um, God was kind of like, you know, like these are the key key things is to give your words power. And this kind of came after this entire thing, but you know, he's kind of like give your words power. And I didn't really understand that at all until I, like, started to tell people about this. Like I told Scott and... He was like, dude, what? Like, he's sitting there, and he's like, he's getting kind of emotional, and I'm like, I can't explain to it fast enough, and I'm like, Scott, this is heaven, this is heaven, this is heaven, this is heaven, this is heaven. And, um, yeah, that happened with him, and I'm like, that was so cool. And then I tell my mom, and I'm like getting all emotional with her. And then I tell my boss, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And God was kind of like, give your words power, because, you know, if you, like, put it out there, you're giving it power. And... Also, with that, you're taking away its power. So if you're like, say you're confessing something, you're taking away, that, that thing doesn't have any, any weight on you anymore. You're taking away its power. And yeah, so if I could leave you with anything, it would be just to give your words power. And I don't know, like, I, I wish I could explain. There's some like theory on like, I read my Bible before church and then I came in here and God was like, go to the altar. And I was like, I already know what we're about to do, but like that didn't happen at all. It was just his timing. And and I know it wasn't that it wasn't just that Sunday thing. It was like like seeds have been planted, I'm sure, for probably my entire life that I didn't even know about. And so yeah, just kind of crazy. Just thought I would kind of share with everybody. And so I guess I'll kind of pray us out and then I'll like hand it over to Stephanie. Um so dear Lord, I just pray that. What I've said tonight is not, once again, not through me, or not from me, but you through me. 
And I pray that, you know, everyone just takes this, just like the revival, and takes it with them. And I just pray that, you know, you just look over this church because we all just need certain things and for us to not be so anxious because I think just there's so many people that are anxious that just don't want to talk about it. And now that, I've, now that I understand, I've, I'm right there with you. I didn't want to talk about it, but it's just so freeing to give your words power. And, yeah, thank you for just all the blessings that you've poured out in the past couple weeks on me and this church and the youth and just, he's just so good. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. So he doesn't know that he made a point, um, but he did, a second one. Um, so it's, yes, give your words power, exactly what he said. I don't need to add anything to that. He did a phenomenal job. Um, but what he doesn't realize is that the act that he was doing that broke forth heaven into his life, that uncovered the veil that was torn, um, because the, the main veil when Jesus died on the cross, it was torn, right? But there remains a veil over our own eyes until what? Until we surrender. Because that's exactly what was happening. The process of surrender for Cole was a journey. For some of us, it happens in an instant. And for others, it's a journey that the Holy Spirit has taken us on before that complete submissive surrender takes place. And I promise you when that happens, that's when the foundation of your life changes forever. It's when you have a real, intimate, personal experience with the Holy Spirit that no one can convince you otherwise didn't happen. It's when no one would be able to tell you that this, it's not real. That excitement that, they, that you see up there, that's just for show. They just want you to be happy. They're just salesmen. No. When I worship up here, and I can sometimes get kind of crazy. I know I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's because I can't contain it. Because I know what God has done for me. And I'm not, I can't, I physically cannot stand there and not give all of my surrender and all of my worship to the God who saved me, who said that it, I don't care where you came from. I don't care what your story is. I don't care what the world says that the statistic should be about your life. I made you. And I said that you're good and that you're, I made you well on purpose and you're not broken because I come in, I make you whole. You can't run too far. You can't dig a hole too deep that he will not reach down and rescue you. And that is why revival breaks out. Because people who are in need of a savior are desperately running to a throne room that changes them forever. To a king that will be magnified with your whole life and the way you live, that your worship transforms from a moment in a building to a lifestyle that's lived out before everyone that you encounter. That is what happened. And you just got to see an incredible transformed human being that saved 
by the grace and mercy of our Savior. And that is not just for Cole Jones. That's for each and every one of us and for our entire city and our entire world. That is why when you have found salvation, God says, now go to the ends of the earth and baptize my people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's not leave that out. When you leave out the Holy Spirit, you leave out the power. It's like having a cell phone without ever charging it. You'll only last for so long and then it dies because you have nothing to plug into again. When you have communication with God every single day and you experience that intimacy with the Holy Spirit in you, that is the driving force that sustains you where you stop going back to the muck and mire that he, he keeps picking you up, right? You see those over and over, like winter camps, summer camps, over and over, the same old kids come into the feet of Jesus. But until you experience the power of the Holy Spirit in you, you'll keep going back to the old things that you knew before. So Hannah, will you sing and lead us in worship just one song? And I'll come back up Go ahead and stand, kneel, get in an attitude of worship, and we're gonna prepare our hearts to take communion. He says, do this in a manner that is holy. Why? Because this and in this church is never gonna be about just going through the motions. It's drawing our heart back and remembering, you're really my savior. You really died on a cross. You really rose again and you are really chasing after me. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. The moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life, you have been faithful.
right all of us was Judas sitting at the table not in communion with Jesus but actually being a foe against him living our life as we were, were children thinking we had it all figured out but even still with him sitting there he picks up the bread and he breaks it and he passes it around and he tells them this is my body that's broken and bruised and bleeding all for you, for your sins. So God, tonight, we visualize and remember the table that was prepared and set as you broke bread. You explained exactly what was about to happen and take place, how your kingdom really was gonna come to this earth and that you'd reign forever. Thank you for your body that was sacrificed on a cross for my sin. Go ahead and partake. And in the same breath, he said, here is the cup. And this wine, it represents my blood that's gonna be poured out for you. the blood that washes us white as snow, the blood that brings healing to our bodies, our minds, 
the blood that tore the veil and broke the separation between us and God. So Lord, never allow us to take this in an unworthy manner. As just one more thing that we do, but that it's the very breath we breathe and why we get to stand here whole and reunited with you as sons and daughters. God, thank you for the sacrifice of your son, for the blood that was poured out for me. Go ahead and take. We're gonna go ahead and continue in worship tonight. I wanna encourage you that if you've been seeking, wanting, curious about what it looks like to experience more, when you have salvation, it says that God seals you with his Holy Spirit. You're not standing here today without it. But there's a difference when you surrender. There's a difference when you stop caring what the person next to you is thinking if they're curious, like, oh, look at them. You don't, there's a surrender that takes place when he means more than everything else that surrounds you. That is like David when he danced in the street and he said, oh, you think I'm undignified. You've seen nothing yet because he knew who he belonged to and he didn't care what anybody else had to say because there was no one that was gonna stop his worship. So if you want, these altars are open. My life was built at an altar. I promise you I was there almost every Sunday, not because I needed to keep getting saved, but because I needed to be at the feet of my savior. So it's not strange and it's not weird. Hardest part's letting go of the chair. Let's worship. <laughs>